Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the DIY Small Business Podcast. Happy New Year! I hope you had a beautiful time off, some time to rest and dream about this year and that you were just generally able to take it easy. I'm sitting on the sofa looking at the sea and I'm squished between two dogs now because I adopted a little puppy before Christmas. Um, that's a real blessing. It's been super intense to find this new rhythm. I get up, up a lot in the night, but overall it's really, really joyful to be living with two dogs now. Um, yeah, I want to share a few things today. So I'm giving you a little bit of a preview of a free workshop that I'm running um, on the 20th. Um, it's called Creating a Business Roadmap for 2020. So I'm going to talk a little bit about my reflections for last year and how I'm approaching making plans for this year. And then I also want to share some trends that I'm seeing and what I expect to work this year and what I'm excited about. So the workshop, like I said, is free. You can sign up through the link in my profile. I'll be running a lot more free business workshops again this year, which I'm really excited about. Um, I have run over 20 or 25 in 2017, no 18, but then last year, 19, I kind of took a break because I really put more energy and love into the DIY business community and had a lot of other things going on. But I'm excited to be back and to kind of meet new people and see what comes up and answer questions. And so, yeah, the first one in that series is creating a business roadmap for 2020. I also want to say that I have three more spots left for the DIY business community. So I've changed the enrollment for that a little bit. It's now seasonal. I'm opening eight spots four times a year. The next time will be April. And I'm offering those spots, um, including a one-on-one -on -one session with me. And that's because I really feel that it's cool for people to have individual attention as they map up the year ahead and think about how they can make the most of the program. So I can really kind of look with you behind the scenes of your business and give you some advice and answer any individual questions and I will also hold you accountable. So um, a year-long membership, um, including monthly group coaching calls, the 10-module course, the archive of all our replays, um, monthly themed workshops and quarterly business planning workshops and weekly journaling prompts is $300. Uh, including the session with me or three payments of $100 um, and there's just I think three or four spots left now. Okay so I want to begin with some reflections on 2019 and I will go a lot deeper into this in the workshop that I'm running but here are some questions that I'm always um, kind of sharing with my clients. The first one is what felt really good last year? The second one is where do you wish you had more help? So maybe there's areas where you were just feeling out of your comfort zone or your zone of genius and you're getting clear that this is a place where you need to invest in some help or trade with someone and we'll talk a little bit more about what that can look like. The next question is, what was, de what was decision making like? You know, are you happy with your decisions? Um, was it easy to make them? Were you stuck with some of them for a while and how did that feel? The next question is, what do you want to release? Maybe there's some resentment or some tasks that you really don't want to do anymore. Maybe you want to retire a whole part of your business. I know I've done that. Sounds scary, but it's sometimes really needed and really good. And then finally, what are you most proud of? And I will add those questions into the show notes as well. So if you haven't caught them, you can read them there. If you like, you can make some space for them in your journal. 
My key takeaways are I'm pretty proud that I moved to Scotland because I feel that it's a lot about embracing who I really am and that I really appreciate and enjoy having a slow and steady and comfortable life and that I need a little bit more living space because living in Brighton was really expensive and I lived in this tiny house for way too long and it was time to spread my wings a little bit and give my work more space as well. I'm doing a lot more visual art now because I simply have to simply have the space to do that and that's feeling really great. I'm also really happy that I left social media. That's a decision I've never regretted. I left in August and I came back for about 10 days for the holidays now and that was because the elections uh, just before Christmas in the UK were incredibly sad and I kind of really missed shouting into the void together with other people um, and that felt good. I felt really inspired to see uh, what other people were up to. Really loved just seeing my friends, you know, I think that's something that I have been missing. But overall, it's also been overwhelming and I really noticed that I was wasting a lot of time just scrolling and I had a big stack of books for the holidays that I was really excited to read and I have read a ton, but I also think I maybe would have read a little bit more or also wrote, written a little bit more if I had not been on Instagram. So I left again now, that feels good and overall with that my experience is like yeah you know it's not the end of the world, there's really not just one way of, of marketing or building a business or building a community and you don't have to be on social media if you don't want to be. Of course you have to think about other ways of reaching out to people, for me that's writing zines and giving interviews and running my two podcasts and writing newsletters. Um, but at the end of the day, it's really up to all of us to decide how we want to spend our time and energy. Like I said, I also adopted a puppy. That was a pretty big deal. It wasn't necessarily as something I had planned. I had wanted a second dog for a while, um, but I have applied for an older dog in a shelter and uh, that seemed to all kind of go well. And then when we arrived at the shelter, it turned out that they had confused our paperwork a little bit and I wasn't actually eligible for the dog that I had applied for. But they had this litter of puppies and they offered me one and I said yes. <laughs> and he moved in two and a half weeks ago um, and it's been an incredible journey but also very tiring in some ways. But I'm really glad I get to do this. It's very special to be able to raise a puppy and Ernie is amazing. I also feel that marketing is getting a little bit easier each year and I really want to trust that just doing good work is all it takes, which I know in some ways sounds really naive, but if we break it down, you know, like that should be good enough, just showing up and doing good work and creating something that people actually need and trusting that they will tell each other about it and that people will come back for more is something that I really want to hold, you know, even if that feels a little bit naive or out there right now. I do see it work. Most of the one-on-one -on -one work that I do when it comes to web design or tech support or business mentoring is coming through word of mouth. And I'm really proud that that's the case. And I think that we can all um, get there and do that. And that's great. I'm getting a little bit better at taking real breaks. I took a two-week holiday over Christmas and New Year's and that was amazing. I was really proud of my boundaries. I didn't check my emails. I didn't faff around <laughs> thinking about my business. I really just switched off completely and I really feel that that has rejuvenated my brain so much because it's so easy to never really, really stop working. You know, maybe we turn the computer off for the night, but so often we still think about our businesses and 
of course we are excited but I think yeah taking real breaks is really important and also the second week is so powerful like it's so tempting to just always take long weekends or just a week here and there and actually I really noticed that after the first week I reached a much deeper level of relaxation and like real distance from what I'm usually thinking about day to day so that was cool. I also feel I've been thinking a lot last year about this saying like go or be dragged like that definitely felt true for me and I think as our online business is maturing that is a really key thing to be able to do to notice that something isn't feeling quite right and to be able to let it go without any drama or resentment or you know without wasting any energy of something that doesn't feel right anymore so for me for example Uh, I ended the Embodied Magic program at the end of last year and that wasn't because I was resenting it or because it wasn't fun anymore but it just really felt that I wanted to do something else. So the program belongs to my other business called Daydream Rose which has had its own podcast for four years and for the last two years under different names I ran a monthly kind of membership where we had live calls and also had these a ritual kit each month and they were really fun to make but I was just kind of coming to the end of my ideas for content if I'm really honest and also I noticed that I was spending too much energy thinking about it and really holding that container and it's a lot you know I think um, holding a container well and being present with the community with the community and the people that we invite into our programs is is big and I still want to teach a ton in that business this year and I still really want to build my Patreon back up and I want to be honest that that has shrunk a little bit last year. I'm still a big believer in Patreon. I've had mine for two years now. I currently have 108 patrons. Um, but it shrunk a little because, um, well, for one, because initially I took payments for the DIY business community through Patreon and no longer do that. So naturally some people will have shifted. Um, and also because I just didn't podcast as much or um, offer as much or talk as much about the program as I did in the first year. And that's okay. And I also think that people become are becoming more conscious of the fact that doing a lot of small pledges do add up. And, and you know, when Patreon was new, I think we were all very excitedly pledging for everyone. And now there's a bit of a time where we feel like, oh, yeah, actually supporting 10 different people really does add up and can I afford that or do I want that or maybe do I also want to sh shift my pledges and support some other people every now and then and that's totally fine so um, I will be teaching more short life classes so at the moment for example I'm teaching a three-part class called Tarot and as a light in the dark which feels really fun it feels so cool to have this like shorter container that's live people are really excited about it. they show up that's really nurturing for me as well because I want that immediate feedback I want to see people engage with what I'm offering and it's also not a huge commitment for me you know like I've, I've researched and prepared these three classes that's super fun afterwards we'll see what else happens and what I want to do next um, and that's cool and I'm giving people um, access to my zines as well um, they get 10% off one-on-one -on -one work with me they support my patrons and they have the archive for embodied magic now um, and I'm able to offer that at a very low cost so that's another thing I really love about patreon I think it's great that it gives us the chance to um, build a more sustainable and regular income and it also means that we can often offer things we made at a lower rate um, so yeah 
Um, coming back to my notes. <laughs> and that, yeah, the last thing I want to say is my key takeaways from last year is that I'm noticing, and I think that's true for many people who offer services, that I'm not always my own best clients. Like when I when I do hmm, something like um bookkeeping well I don't actually do bookkeeping it's a terrible example sorry um but I when I create marketing plans for my clients I'm very committed and I research them well and we really feel into things and we map it out and it feels tangible and practical and good and sometimes for myself when I'm marketing something I'm a bit like oh yeah okay I'll, I'll talk about this here and there and that's it and um yeah I'm just noticing that it's beautiful to have space held for me as well and that that's a worthy investment um, and that I deserve that support too. And especially if it's a task that I often do for my clients, sometimes it feels good to work with another practitioner and get support around my own stuff. Because at the end of the day, if I have done something several times a month for someone else, when it comes to my own stuff, I'm a bit like, hmm, oh, that particular energy has been spent on another project and that's okay. Another big key thing that's coming up for me and lots of my clients is really finding the right business model and allowing ourselves to reassess that. So for me, for example, when I started five years ago, it was all about providing services and uh, mainly creating websites for people. And I was really each year responding to the request that I got and the need that I saw. So for example, in the second year, I, I began offering tech support and worked with people in a social media strategy and after software consultations, that kind of stuff. And then I also started teaching DIY courses on web design, and eventually I started the business program. And those things, I think, all kind of develop organically, which feels really good to me. And they also kind of unfolded in alignment with where I was at in my life and the kind of energy that I had to spend and the things that I was excited about. And I just want to stress that it's really okay to let something go if it doesn't feel fun anymore. Um, you've seen me do that. I, I, you know, my business didn't die when I left social media or when I closed some of my programs. And I just created space for no, more and new exciting things. Um, I think we really need ourselves. We need to give ourselves the chance to re-energize in that way. Um, so a good question to ask, I think, is like, what is fun, sustainable and creative? And to really also break your ideal income streams down for the year ahead. So I have a back Excel sheet that I'm going to share in the free workshop that I'm running that's all about really detailing which income streams you have and how much money you ideally want to make of each of them. And then also mapping that against how much time you spend on each of these income streams and also how much time you spend on unpaid tasks. So for example, maybe you offer one-on-one -on -one services and a class so you have two income streams and you need to get clear on how much time you're spending on each. And then you also want to get clear on how much time you're spending on admin and bookkeeping and other more general marketing or social media so that you can really get clear on your numbers and what you're aiming for. I think that's super important. Um, another good question, I think, is where do you continuously struggle and waste time? So if you're looking back in 2019 and you know that you have wasted a lot of time figuring out the right software system. Maybe it's time to commit to some kind of structure around that. Um, software systems and general tech support is a big part of the DIY business community, which is super welcome to check out. But if that's not for you, then maybe you can hire it out or maybe you can try it trade with someone 
um, who's interested in your services so that you can get support even if you don't have a budget for that. Or you can find an accountability partner and make a plan for in for the different areas in which you're going to educate yourself over the next few months. So maybe you know you need to find a better newsletter system and a better opt-in um, for your website, that kind of stuff. Really map it out, write it down and commit to learning what you need to learn. I also think we should ask ourselves what we really need in order to feel safe. So as we're thinking about our next steps, about the creative space that we want to make for ourselves, the income that we ideally need to really say and name out loud what we need to feel safe. So that could be a minimum income that you need to know that you can cover your living costs. Or it could be knowing that you can always work from home and that you get to have boundaries around when and how clients can reach you. I think that's also like a key um, aspect of feeling safe that many of us often forget. So really sitting with that question a little bit, what do you need in order to feel safe in 2020? Um, I want to end by talking a little bit about a few trends that I'm seeing. Um, and then you can reflect how that feels for you if you're feeling the same, if you see something similar or if something else completely is, is important for you this upcoming year. One thing I feel really strongly is that we're getting tired of aggressive scarcity-based online marketing. So stuff like giving someone 24 hours to decide on a high-end product is just not cool. We don't no longer we no longer need that. It's very transparent what people are trying to do. It's a very specific school of thought, and I think it is replicating the kinds of patterns and systems of oppression in in capitalism that we're trying to get away from. So I think we are also needing to acknowledge that the internet is relatively new, that many of us are, you know, really creating something from scratch, and that of course will try different things and we'll look for role models and we will um, sometimes maybe make mistakes or have to readjust course in some ways. I know I definitely have done that. And I have done, you know, things in marketing that I'm not proud of anymore. But I think overall we're shifting towards a more sustainable and honest way of marketing and trading with each other and figuring what out what that looks like and how it can work is really big. You know, that's not going to be something that we invent overnight. But I think there are just some practices that really just have come to an end, and that's good. I also think that we are becoming more discerning with the media that we consume and the voices that we're uplifting, and that's also really crucial, I think. And that can be as small as unfollowing people that don't make you feel good or sharing the work of people that you really feel are not getting enough attention. I also think that... There's, there's more of a value placed on community, which is beautiful because we're understanding that learning and growth happens in relationships. So again, when I was starting out five years ago, it was pretty common to spend really big money on self-study courses that were meant to completely transform our lives or teach us something really big in business or like how to make six figures. And I think we are understanding now that that's often not working. We're seeing that a lot of people don't complete self-study courses because it's really hard at a time where we're overwhelmed and very busy to really, uh, you know, work through something by yourself, especially if it's very personal or very transformative or big. And so I think I'm seeing more communities, memberships, live classes, 
more people really rediscovering the beauty and joy of one-on-one work, which is great. And that doesn't mean that self-study courses or evergreen courses are bad or that they're over. I think they definitely have value and they have their place. I think in my business, I will offer them for very small specific things that are relatively easy to learn. So I'm re uh, shooting the DIY web design course, for example, because I think that is something that people will just need to do in their own pace. You know, like some of us need a website suddenly overnight and they can work through that course over a weekend and just make it happen and watch the videos and that's cool. But if it's bigger stuff, that's really more about business mentoring, creating a bigger picture, you know, really developing those practices and and creating a strategy and a marketing plan. I think that is something that most of us really do need support around. And I don't want to pretend that that's not the case, if that makes sense. Um, I also think that we are getting away from social real culture a little bit more and that we're allowing each other to be imperfect. So again, I think that's something that we're growing into um, in, in the internet really that is still in its infants, infancy um, but just kind of you know getting away from stuff like before and after pictures and just not filtering every single picture of ourselves and really seeing the beauty and the humanity that we can understand and feel and see in each other I think those are really important things and when it comes to websites, I've been thinking a little bit about whether I see trends or if, if I want to shift anything. And I think I actually don't. Of course, there are trends and new developments. DV, the theme that I'm working with, um, has just uh, released another version of itself. And that's cool and it has more functionality. But at the end of the day, I really still think that we need to create beautiful, long-lasting, easy-to-navigate, clean and simple websites that just speak really to what we're offering without being flashy or distracting or overwhelming. So that is what I'm going to keep doing. And yeah, so I'm not adjusting a ton there. But yeah, these are the things that I'm seeing and feeling at the moment. I am really, really excited for 2020. I'm really excited about a number of businesses that I'm seeing growing at the moment. I want to see how things unfold. Excited, like I said, about running the free workshops again. Um, I'm excited to see some of you for the one that's upcoming for the business mapping. I will go a lot deeper into what we touched touched on today and share some practical tools that you really have to visually see so they don't really fit into a podcast episode, but that's what we got workshops for. So that's cool. And yeah, I'm excited. If you're interested in working with me uh, for business mentoring or for a website project or for launching something, do get in touch, book a free feeler call and say hi and check out the DIY business community as well. Okay, wishing you a really beautiful, gentle and inspiring start to the year. Bye.